American United is the full-service credit union for our veterans. Learn more about their 1% cashback visa with low fixed rates as well as cash back on every purchase. It's one of the ways they can give back to their members. Learn more at amucu.org. Now is the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details. Welcome to Ideation Collective. I'm Jess Larson. This is part two with Jake Nakos. We want to prove the concept and we want people to see the value the influencer marketing has and the value that Collaborate can add to that strategy. This is another episode of our Innovation and Leadership series where we interview pro athletes, world-class musicians, CEOs, Hollywood filmmakers, and a wide variety of other high achievers. Before we get rolling, we want to invite you to get involved in the charity our founders helped start called Child Rescue. We work to combat child sex trafficking in the U.S. and globally. The top project you could help with now is in Cusco, Peru. There are 20 girls that the local government rescued but didn't have anywhere to keep them safe, so they put them in jail. The government has said that they're willing to give custody of these kids to the aftercare facility we're helping to expand now once we raise enough money and build an extra building there. To learn more, please click on the Child Rescue tab on our website, which is iCollective.co. So with that out of the way, let's get to the interview. Uh, Jake, yesterday we were talking a lot about marketing and influencer marketing and visuals and, um, you know, your, your watch brand, Arvo, arvoware.com for people that want to check it out. This approach you've taken with the, the simple, the elegant type of look, um, I really feel like you've done a great job backing it up with whether it's the photography, uh, but also the videography, like your YouTube video of the dad making the, building the guitar with his son. Where did that idea come from? Well, we had, we had this idea of just, you know, trying to create that nostalgic feel of, of an Arvo watch and how you know, it can be passed from generation to generation. And so we, we pitched this idea to um, one of the videographers here locally, and we said, hey, this is, this is what we want to portray, and we want to lean on you guys for the actual, you know, filming and, and putting all these ideas into a, a, a story. And so they did a, a great job at, you know, making a quick video that has that impact and that nostalgia feel to it. Well, it's interesting, just even the coloring and everything about it. Uh, it is kind of like warm and inviting. I think you guys did a great job on it. And uh, I think it's, Thank you. you know, it takes a little more effort to do something that's more subtle like that instead of look at us, look at us the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And there is that balance there. I mean, you can't, you don't want to be so in your face with people that they you know, kind of get bored. But like you said, if you can kind of tell a story and then incorporate your products into that story, I think that's where it you know, becomes more effective. Yeah. Well, you guys have become so successful by working with so many different kinds of collaborators, uh, sorry, of influencers. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking on the on the previous episode how this app company, CollaborateApp.com, which is C-O-L-L-A-O, sorry, C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-8, the number 8, A-P-P.com, how 
you guys basically invented this for yourselves and then realized it'd be helpful to everyone else. Um, had you ever built an app before or how did this actually get made? No, we, we never built an app and you know, truth be told, if, if anybody knew how much work and like stress goes into building an app, you probably would have never start, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of nice to go into it blindfolded a little bit. So we, we've bootstrapped the whole thing, you know, meaning that we've, we've covered it from our own funds, which is tricky. But in the end of the day, it really helps you, you know, narrow down your MVP and, and put something out that has just what you need as essentials to get that, you know, affirmation that it is a product that's needed out there. And so that, that's what we've done is we had all these you know, collaborations going with Arvo and it got to a point where we were having a hard time managing them and you know, staying on top of finding new influencers and new places. And so we thought, well, let's, let's try to build an app that we can use with Arvo. It tracks all the different influencers we work with and you know, maybe even at some point helps us find new people in you know, other states or other countries. And so we started building the app. It's, you know, just to give you an idea, it's almost like a Tinder where, you know, men and women are meeting, but on Collaborate, it's brands and influencers are meeting. So we, we take out the... Well, network. Yeah, let's actually talk about this. So we're talking, you know, Ideation Collective, we've got like, 28,000 followers on Pinterest, for instance, right? So let's say we want to sign up for this thing. I I downloaded it on my iPhone and I imagine I'm like connecting my social account so it can see what I've got. Sure. And so let me just back up a tiny bit. So if you, you know, say you did want to start working with influencers or or brands, there's a few different ways you can go about that right now. And so first of all, let's say you want to, you're, we're going to work with an, an agency and they're going to take, you know, either a cut of every collaboration you do or they're going to charge like a, a premium or a service fee for every collaboration. Um, another, another option is to do it manually or to use your own network. But at some point that's going to dry out and that's, you know, you're going to have to start manually looking through hashtags on Instagram and, and screenshot their email so you can go home later and, you know, round up all these emails to start to blast out. Um, and then this third model is, you know, using an app or a platform like Collaborate where you sign up, you know, say collective, and you can instantly see hundreds and thousands of, of other influencers or brands who are looking to work and ready to work right now with, with other people. So you, you know, you create your, pro, your profile, like you said, would would collective do you think be more of an influencer or a brand? Uh, I don't know. I would say the influencer, just because you know now that we're getting thousands of people listening to the show, and um, okay, you know we we kind of keep getting followers, right? Sure. So you sign up as an influencer, and then you connect your social media accounts: uh, Pinterest, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, even Beam. You name it. We probably have you know, access to, to put your followers on the app. You can upload some of your photos to showcase, you know, some of the, the projects you've done in the past or to show your style of photography or, you know, anything like that. Um, you can message within the app. You can make and receive payments directly through the app safely. How does um, that work? 
So how it works is the brand they're gonna they're gonna set up their their payment plan whether it's you know a, a gift card or a debit card or credit card and that will just attach to their profile. And we have something that's called our our collab details. And during this page, if you've gotten here, it's because you've already sent out a request. You know, say collective. They find Arvo on the Explore page, and they think, oh, their, their watches are rad. I'm going to see if they'd want to do a, a collab with me. You request me, I'll get a notification that says, Collective would like to collaborate with you. I can go in and check some of your photos, see you know, how many followers you have. And I might notice, hey, he's got you know, 28,000 followers on Pinterest. I would love to, to send him a watch or see what his rates are in order to have some sort of sponsored post on, on Pinterest to see if we can get more followers there. And if I agree, then that moves our, our collaboration into somewhat of an, an active queue. And from there, that's where we chat, we set up details, you know, the payment, um, when you're going to post by, what I've agreed to send you in return, um, in this case, a watch. And as you're going through these steps, we have a like a, a highlighter or a marker that shows, okay, this part's now been completed. The next step is you need to post or you need to leave your review. And one of those steps is the payment. So if you said, all right, I'm, I want to charge 50 bucks, then you'll enter 50 bucks on that step. And when I agree, that just automatically charges the, the brands, in this case, Arvo's card through Stripe, which is a very commonly used payment processor. Um, and that money gets put into an escrow account, and it does not get paid out until the collaboration has been completed and the Verif brand like has verified. verified. Yeah, exactly. Because there, there is a lot of, you know, these days when people are, you know, paying influencers maybe out of the country or even here stateside where, you know, you pay and then they kind of go dark. And so <laughs> our, our app is it really is an added layer of protection for brands. So if, if that influencer goes dark, then we just send the money right back to the brand. So it's kind of a, another option to you know, mitigate your risk. Yeah. And why, why don't you talk about the very expensive price you're doing all this for? <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for that, Jess. <laughs> just so, trust it. Just trust in the process. <laughs> so right now it's actually free. And on our, our idea about this is, you know, we want to prove the concept and we want people to see the value that influencer marketing has and the value that Collaborate can add to that strategy. And so we want to have this, this free version available to everybody. And down the road, we do have some, some different functionality and higher features that we are going to implement. And those you know, may have a subscription tied to them where you'll we don't have the exact cost pinned down, but it's still going to be very affordable, 30, 40 bucks a month. But, you know, that gives you added analytics and different things that will help, um, I guess, just be better in influencer marketing and, and tracking and knowing, you know, how much, what ROI you're getting on different collabs. Yeah. Um, but you anticipate having kind of the basic version, you'll probably keep it free or not so much. Yeah, we, we plan on just having that, that free version because we don't, we don't want to turn anybody away. We don't feel like you know, there, there are people who don't deserve to be on the app. 
So we want as many people as we can on the app, and then we let our filters do a lot of the, you know, the work for us in regards to, you know, if people don't want to pay a certain amount, then they're hidden from certain brands and vice versa. So our, our, our model for this app is exclusively inclusive. So we don't, we don't want to turn away anybody. But once everybody is on the app, we let our filters do the work to help, you know, brands really get in front of the right influencers. Interesting. Well, um, when you think about this, I mean, now you've got literally tens of thousands of requests going back and forth from brands to influencers. Uh, I think you said, I think it's like 70 or 80 million people have been reached because of this program in just three months here. What do you, what do you attribute that rapid growth to? Well, I think that the, the quote-unquote pioneers of our app have found a lot of value in using it. And so what, what they'll do is we have brands without you know, us even asking. They've gone onto their you know, websites and said, if, if anybody is looking to collaborate with us, find us on the Collaborate app. Mm. And that's where we do all of our, our new collabs. And so it's nice for them because that helps them keep all their collabs in one place. It helps them, you know, it gives them a timeline on when they're supposed to pay, post, send out product. So it, it really helps save time on a brand side. And then once those influencers see that, they go to our app. Not only do they see that brand on there, but they have access to hundreds of other brands on the app. And so it, it's kind of this. The watering hole. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody wants to come and, and have access to you know, different collabs and where there's, you know, no barriers to entry at this point, then it's kind of a no brainer to at least sign up and, and see what it's like. And if you can implement it into your, you know, your marketing and, and business dev. Sure. Um, so any of us who are crazy enough to be thinking, maybe we want to do an app, what, what kind of advice or what kind of rookie mistakes would you suggest avoiding? Oh man, we've, we've made our fair share. So we've, we were pretty, adamant on not giving up equity to begin with. Um, it's very easy for a, a tech company to you know, give up equity early on and it, it can come back to haunt you in the end. And so what we did instead was we basically, you know, took everything that we had personally that we were, you know, in a position to, to essentially lose if everything went south. And we thought, okay, we have X amount of dollars this gets us about 10% of what we want our app to be. Let's just jump in and, and see you know, how far we can get with this money. So we, we went from developer to developer, and they were saying, you know, you're, you're going to need at least 100K to get this started. And, you know, we just we didn't have 100K to lose. Mm -hmm. So we actually we met up with a developer that uh, was a friend of ours, and I think he's kind of seen the vision of Collaborate and he sees the potential in it. And he is actually a user himself as, as a developer. And so he has worked with us. You know, he's been, um, I think, a pretty crucial part of our plan just because we have had limited access to funds. And so he's willing to, you know, to maybe do stuff at a cheaper rate in hopes that, you know, collaborate continues to grow and we can reciprocate back to him at, at some point. So that's been super nice. Um, I would never, 
one of the, one of the biggest problems I see people with not not only apps but companies and products in general is you you know the the tendency to wait until it's perfect and if we were to do that on our app or on any one of our watches I can guarantee that we still wouldn't have released our app and we still wouldn't have <laughs> you know, like yeah. and because it's your baby right and you want it to be perfect but if you wait that long someone else is going to beat you out and you're you're just not going to get there so I think one reason we we have been able to see some success is because you know we put our stuff out there we, we put our app out there and said hey we realize this isn't perfect but you know through through the a beta test and you guys hopping in the app we want to we want your feedback and we want to see like what ideas you guys have and if you run across any bugs let us know and we'll fix them so i mean be just being transparent you know not pretending it's perfect or you know or getting upset when people i don't know find a bug but just get it out there get your mvp out there and start to get some some feedback on it that's great advice. Uh, I will say, you know, having multiple business failures and a couple that did well, um, when I get asked advice for people who are thinking about starting a company, I find a lot of times they've been thinking about it for a really long time. And it's like, they just want to get everything right before exactly. they turn the ignition on the car. And it's like, you know, the car is actually easier to turn around if you just start going, even if you're going the wrong direction. Like, <laughs> mo- motion is critical. You yeah, know? No, that's a good analogy. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's like such a disservice of the like, uh, that cliche of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Uh-huh. I feel like it should be like, if it's worth doing it, it should be worth doing poorly until you're good enough to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true. Yeah. But we don't want to be embarrassed, right? We live in a failure adverse culture and, um, you know, the willingness to look dumb on our way to figuring out what we're doing is it's a price that a lot of us aren't used to paying or don't want to pay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet it's, you know, often kind of a mandatory price on the way to getting something figured out. Exactly. And there's no way you can possibly learn everything before you start a business. You know, <laughs> we still do stuff today that we're so brand new at. And it's like, man, I could have never learned all this stuff before starting Arvo. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to jump in and just figure it out day by day. Yeah. Um, so another subject I want to talk about is you're not the average CEO guy who is like, stereotypical young dude going to take over the world and won't shut up about it. Um, I'm interested because in the time we spent together, you're so unlikely to make the conversation about you. You have kind of a natural humility about yourself that I think is probably one of the magnetic things of, of why people like doing business with you where, you know, a lot of other people are maybe, you know, have more of my failings where I won't shut up about what I want to do. And, you know, um, (laughs) Well, that's nice of you. Thank you. What, where do you think that comes from? Or is that something you've actively cultivated or someone set an example for that for you? Or where, where do you think that uh, maybe lack um, of self-focus has, has grown out of? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think, I think a lot of it, you know, does come from my parents who, who also are both entrepreneurs and have their own businesses because you really, 
I mean, you can never expect and never know what's going to happen, you know, in the future. And so just being thankful for where you're at now, I think that's all you can really hope for. And you, you can plan and do this and that, but we, I don't know. I, I think you just have to surprise people as opposed to, you know, tell people you're doing this, this, and this. And then, you know, maybe you don't live up to it or maybe you can't follow through. But if you're able to just stay, um, I forget what that, that, that term is where something and humble, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know. Stupid and humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hungry. That's what it is. Hungry and humble. Okay. Way That's better what... than stupid and humble. <laughs> no, but if, I mean, there's, there's so much you can do and there's, Words, I don't know, I just feel like words can, you know, rub people the wrong way, but your actions go a lot further than that. So I don't know, I, I just like to think that we're still struggling day by day to, to figure stuff out and learn because I, I think that that'll keep you motivated to keep learning. And if you're, you know, always talking about yourself and, and uh, things you're doing, then you might miss out on, you know, cool things that others are doing. And we're just constantly trying to learn and, and do stuff better because I guarantee you we don't do everything right. Yeah. I'm interested in this, this thought about being thankful. Um, I think the nature of entrepreneurship, most of us got into it because we want something else. You know, we want to, we want to, there's some level we want to achieve or some revenue we want to achieve or some, something like that. Um, so maybe there's a natural propensity towards progress and kind of that reaching side. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested in this balance where you talked about, yeah, you're planning for the future, but you're able to be thankful for where you are now. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's so easy to get, to get wrapped up in, in projections and goals. And, and those are things you have to have as a company. But we also do try to to live in the moment. You know, we, we do things at the office where if we have, you know, a good day or a good week, we'll go, I don't know, to the Nike outlet and, you know, get ourselves a new pair of shoes or something just to help us remember, like, you know, we're, we're doing all right. We're, you know, we're making some money. We're having fun. We're, you know, we have our own hours. We go home and, and hang with our families or friends, whatever it is. And so we do try to to carve out a little bit of time, I think, to you know, be thankful for where we're at. And that motivates us to, to then, you know, think of bigger ideas and where we want to be tomorrow and next week and then next year. But if you're always thinking about the, the future, then it is hard to just be thankful for you know, what you have accomplished. And so we, we do, you know, all, sometimes it's not easy, but I think you do have to just take a step back and think, man, this, this business has supported my family for, you know, three years now. And that's, that's pretty cool. And so we, we do try to find those, that balance of being thankful and then you know, hungry enough to, to keep that opportunity alive. Yeah. I think for me, it's easy to get really busy and to like almost wear busyness as a, as a badge of honor, mm -hmm. you know, pride of, of like how busy I've been or how hard I'm working. Um, but like more of the macro things that matter about 
when I think about what kind of a dad I want to be or what kind of a husband I want to be, um, you know, endlessly obsessing about work actually doesn't feed that, you know? Sure. Um, I can really see how that type of attitude can help, like with those, you know, the relationships that give us real happiness in life. Um, anyways, makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, we always like to ask people um, for book recommendations. Are you are you much of a book guy? Do you have any books you think innovators or entrepreneurs should be reading these days? Well, I, I do enjoy reading. I, I don't do it as much as I'd like just because I, I tend to get you know caught up in I, I like I like podcasts, so I, I do those you know when I'm driving. Mm. What are some of the podcasts you like? I think I mentioned um, my cousin has a podcast called Order of Man, and the reason I really enjoy his podcast is because it's it teaches about you know the being a man like all together. So it, it incorporates values and you know how to raise kids or how to you know build wealth, and it's more so like an overall man, not just you know, business tactics or this or this or that. But it also has kind of the fun side, you know, how, how to grow a beard and shape it or how to become a morning person. So there's a lot of things that, that I've learned from, from his podcast. You know, I'm doing the one now that's how to be a morning person, you know, how to wake up a little bit earlier and, and take advantage of, you know, the, the morning hours. And so a lot of like, you know, little details like that that have helped carve out extra time in the day or or maximize my time with family. I, I really enjoy, you know, learning about that type of thing. And a, a lot of my other readings are based on, you know, different projects that I have going on. So right now I'm really focused on Amazon and building like an email list that, you know, has active subscribers. And so I do a lot of listening to the various podcasts in regard to those subjects. So, and, and how are you searching those? Are you searching within iTunes or something, or are you searching the web and then getting, and then going and looking it up? Usually, I mean, I'll, I'll look for recommendations, you know, from people who I know I'll listen to podcasts and, and then most of the time it's when I'm in my truck. And so I do, you know, I'll, I'll just search on, on actual iTunes and, and find, you know, keywords that I'm looking for and then look at, you know, just reviews and how many listens they have. And um, I'll usually listen to one or two episodes and see if, you know, I like how it's, you know, being portrayed and taught. And then I'll subscribe if, if I kind of like, you know, the vibe of the podcast and what it's teaching. Very cool. Um, last question here, thinking about, people who set a good example of how to treat others. Um, you've talked about your parents already. Um, would you say they're probably the biggest example, or is there anybody else from early in your career that you'd say set an example on how to treat others? Yeah, I would, I would still have to give that credit to not, not just my parents, but my wife as well. And we, we do have, you know, I don't want to say expectations, but it really is. I mean, we, Growing up, we were expected to, you know, to be kind and, and treat each other how we want to be treated, things like that. And, you know, whether you like it or not, they're, they're traits that kind of become ingrained into your lifestyle and, 
then you teach your kids because you finally understand the value of it and, and why it is important. And so I, I would I would definitely have to say, you know, my, my parents taught us as, as young kids. Yeah. Um, any parting advice that you have for people out there who are trying to make something work? And I would I would say the biggest holdup we we touched on this a little bit is, you know, everybody has ideas, but the ones that are, you know, courageous enough to just take a stab at it, whether you miss or or hit a home run, those are the people that, you know, are going to have those successes. And, you know, if you have an idea or if you have a product or, or something, just just throw it at the wall, see what sticks. I mean, like you said, I, I like your analogy of the car. Like, you can always turn around and you can always, like, revamp and tweak. But if you don't get started, you're just going to be – you know, three years down the road, sitting on this one idea that you could have, you know, failed a year ago and moved on to something else, or maybe you could be, you know, killing it. So I, I hate the thought of just never knowing what could have been hap- what could have happened. I'd rather just, you know, run with it and see if it's a, you know, a cool opportunity that would actually work or not, and move on. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for the time, and uh, and thanks for all the support at Child Rescue. Of course, Jess. I, I appreciate it, and I look forward to future endeavors. <laughs> Great. Thanks again. And that was part two of our interview. If you missed part one, please go back an episode and download the episode before this one for the first half of the interview. As always, please check iCollective.co for show notes of things referenced during the interview and to learn more about our guest. And if you're interested, we'd love to have you learn more about the charity Child Rescue. Go to the menu page on iCollective and click on Child Rescue. Thanks so much. Now is the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details.